Hello there, I'm Paul Church. I'm the director of the Anemo Group. We're a tech, data, and digital talent solution. This is our podcast, Talent and Growth, where we discuss all things attraction and retention related. And today we're joined by Emma Cooper from System One, and we're talking about how to build a healthy, high performance culture. So, how do we get that balance right between looking after our people and making sure our business is running as well as it could? Hope you enjoy the episode. Here's Emma. Hi Emma, great to have you here with us for Talent and Growth today. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. I think uh, I think a great place to start, as always, would be if you could, uh, if you wouldn't mind just sharing with the the audience your career, bit about your career, your journey, and uh-huh. uh, and what you're doing now. Yeah, sure, no problem. So um, I started out working in online education, managing online communities and education. Um, I then moved into online communities and market research, and um, started my career um, running uh, market research panels. Um, for a company called Brain Juicer um, that then rebranded more recently into System One. And what we do is we um, we have products that use behavioral science to test adverts, um, brands and ideas. Um, and I joined that company back in 2004 and have seen it through um, growing from uh, 15 people in the UK um, with a with a very low turnover to um, a global leader in in market research with um, um, eleven offices around the world and um, um, a really um, uh, successful company in its industry and looking to challenge and grow all of the time. So the reason why I decided to to move into um, a people career was um, I'd started off in an operations background. I had been working in operations for a long time, but in a small company. Um, because we didn't have a strategic HR department, I would often get involved in HR initiatives. It was something I was very interested in. Um, and people is a big part of operations as well. So people was always something that was very much um, a focus to me and something I was very interested in thinking about how can you get the most out of people, um, the importance of people within a business. Um, but I didn't officially move into a career in, in HR or people or talent or whatever you want to call it um, until after I did an MBA in 2017. Um, and a lot of my time on the MBA, I spent um, focusing on areas related to people like organisational design, leadership, um, those were some of the key topics that were interesting to me. And when talking about my career options, um, you, you get a lot of kind of career support on when you do an MBA. Um, it was um, evident to the people I was talking to that people were always coming out in those conversations. So um, I was offered the role of Chief People Officer at System One back in 2020. Um, and I, I grabbed that opportunity as a, a change in direction from my career, having previously been the managing director of operations. Um, so I came into um, uh, the people part of the company um, just as the pandemic was kicking off. So it was a, a very um, challenging, but also interesting time to to move into that role and to um, take on the responsibility of guiding the people in the business through the pandemic alongside all of the other important things that always are um, uh, part of um, uh, the people function. Um, And it's been really interesting to see how things have changed um, in response to the pandemic, um, going through the pandemic, the remote working, um, the financial challenges, and then coming out of it as well, um, and seeing the things that are important to people. And I think it's helped to make the people function more part a very strategic important part of the business um and um it's really brought 
people and the importance of people and how um, they looked after and how they work and their development and everything about um, the people in the business is very much at the forefront of, of running a business. And um, I think that's um, different now to how it ever ever was in the past. Um, there's lots of uh, new challenges that have arisen, but lots of new opportunities, particularly as, as a people professional. We've gone through uh, we've gone through ten years worth of changes in two years, haven't we? It yeah. seems. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, today we're, we're going to try and answer that uh, million dollar question of how we get the balance right between a high performing but healthy culture. But before we kind of go into the ins and outs of how we do that, I suppose mm. tell us a bit a bit about the journey you've been on at System One to make this happen. Yeah, sure. So um, we're going through a big transformation. We are changing our business um, from a marketing services business to a, a digital business with uh, a platform business with digital products. Um, we started off um, offering fairly bespoke market research. We had our own distinctive way of um, delivering it with our own tools, but we're now offering three very distinct products on a platform uh, with a consultancy product on top of that. So we've completely redesigned our business um, and as part of that we needed to help people to go on that journey to to manage that change and we needed to make sure that um, they were high performing that the business was high performing but we absolutely see um, the importance of helping people to do that in a healthy way um, it's beneficial to them it's beneficial to the business it's just a very important part of performance the two things go hand in hand you can't be high performance if you don't think about your health um, because that's you need to be able to switch off. You need to be able to have breaks. You need to avoid burnout. You need to be resilient um, in order to be um, high performing yourself and in order to work in a high performing business, uh, particularly one that's going through a lot of change when there are a lot of demands on your time, um, having to learn new things, having to work through new processes, having to work with new people, having um, high demands in terms of um, what you want the company to become and grow into. Yeah, it's interesting. I think uh, I think uh, the point around you can't have a high performing culture without um, keeping everybody healthy or having a healthy culture as well it won't work. But actually, you go about twenty years or so, uh, high performing culture would be a culture of fear. Often, you know, it's a very very different world, isn't it? So it's it's good and healthy. How mm. healthy healthy being the right word? How things have yeah. changed? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think there was this. Um connection somehow to high performing being fearful as in if you if it's high performing it means that you kind of sack the bottom performing 10 percent of the um workforce or something and so everybody's always monitoring you and measuring you to see your performance and you know there's this kind of horrible um fear attached to it but I actually um it was it was really important to me when I came into the role to make sure that it was clear that that wasn't the kind of performance culture that we were looking for it's absolutely about helping everybody to perform, to be their best, as in to get the most out of their lives. Um, if they didn't want to do that within System 1, then that was also completely fine. Um, but that's if they did want to do it within System 1, then we would provide them with the support and the tools and the help that they needed to do that. Um, because um, in order to get the most out of your life, your whatever, whatever your de definition of success or performance is, um, you're going to get more out of your life if you're thinking about that and thinking about all the different areas of your life that contribute to that, which very much includes healthiness in terms of mental well-being and physical well-being, uh, financial well-being, all of these different areas of your life um, all together come together to contribute to um, high performance, success, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. So let's talk about some of the initiatives you've put in place around mental well-being, for example. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so we have introduced a mental um, health network of individuals in the company who are interested in helping us to um, ensure that we have a culture that where we can openly talk about mental health, where we can provide people with tools. Um, and to support that, we introduced uh, mental health awareness training. So all of these individuals and, in fact, all of our managers and anyone who wanted to, so we didn't make it absolutely mandatory, um, but we invited everybody to come and take part in this mental health training. Um, we have also invited um, several speakers to come in and talk about various different topics. Um, and um, what we found is that... Um, it's really difficult to engage people until they think they need the support. So what we've been trying to do is really open up the conversation. We had somebody in the industry who had left um, the industry through burnout and um, a guy called James Pickles, um, who works in the industry, or who did work in the industry, um, came in and talked to us very openly and frankly about his own journey and did that in a forum where we had myself, we had the CEO, all talking openly about our own experiences as well. And that was one of the most powerful things we did. We got a lot of feedback from people in the business to say, hearing the senior leadership in the business talk openly about this makes us realise that it affects everybody, that it's important, that it's a topic that we can bring to work and we can talk about, and that feels healthy. Um, it's not always possible to recognise um, mental health issues in other people, but the more that people are comfortable talking about these things and feeling as though it's acceptable to bring your whole self to work and to talk about how you're really feeling and to get support, um, that's going to I think that's going to be the thing that really helps. Um, and then on the engagement piece, you know, having this conversation, making um, the tools available, helping to kind of build these things into the workplace every day, um, avoids there being this kind of barrier of people thinking, well, I don't need any help. Why would I go and take part in this long training exercise? Why would I need to, um, you know, watch this webinar? Why would I need to do this? Because it's an affection. So the more we can kind of weave these things into the day-to-day -day culture of the organisation, the more it's going to be likely to have an impact on the people who might be hard to reach. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And I think it's a really important point that any any business you want a culture where people feel comfortable talking about mental well-being, it has to come from the top. And, and people probably won't feel comfortable talking about it until they see senior people and leaders displaying some form of vulnerability. That would you agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what we've um, that's what we found. That's what's been so powerful, um, particularly about starting right at the top with the CEO. And, um, and bringing somebody in who's going to talk very frankly about their experiences, but have that um, with, the, with the senior leaders in the business, also talking about, you know, their own experiences and um, encouraging everybody to, um, to, to get the support they need to, to think about things. Um, we also offered as a follow up to that um, individual sessions um, with the person who'd come in. We also offer um EA, an EAP service so like a mental health support line um we also offer mental health support as part of our medical package so there's lots of tools that are available there but if you're not comfortable talking about it if you're not even comfortable thinking about it because some people just shut these things off they don't think about them they don't recognize the signs in themselves um then you're not going to you know you're not going to get the help you need to try and do something about it before it's too late yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned a couple of other areas. So what what about um physical well-being? What are you doing around that? 
physical well-being. Um, so we do um, we we participated in a trial with a company called Guinea Pig, um, which has a, it's like three teams. You get to participate in um, exercises throughout the day. You can set reminders. It's actually a free service, um, but there's different layers of it. So you can set yourself reminders in teams to get up from the chair, do some stretches. They provide you with yoga sessions and things like that. So we did we did that um and we do we kind of do little different things here and there because everybody's got a different idea about what they'd like to do for physical activity so we did a company challenge where we took part in the red january um initiative you know the run every day january uh, so everyone in the company some people in the company I mean, some people chose not to do it but some people chose to do it and uh and we recorded our runs and we got sponsorship um we also offer uh, we pay. We will pay for um, employees' entry into um, uh, sporting events if they're doing it as a group, and provide them with System One T-shirts to um, to encourage them to go and do physical, physical activity. So it tends to be um, a few different things here and there that we do around physical activity. Nothing. We don't want to, you know, force people to do anything. Um, we just make it very much part of the culture that we offer these events. Um, we talk about it um, again, kind of. Um, leading by example a lot of the the senior leadership team are um very much into different physical activities and we'll talk about those when we have town halls and things like that um and we encourage people around the organization to share their share their own um personal uh, physical activities with them um, with the company that's really cool because it's obviously obviously you're promoting people looking after their physical well-being but it, it sounds like you're also promoting a lot of camaraderie as well yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think that's one of the big advantages of um, physical activity can be done when it can be done in a group. Um, so park run, for example, is something that I do a lot. And I've got groups of um, colleagues to come along to me with with me at times. And um, I mean, the advantages of park run in terms of the community as well as the actual physical activity itself and then also the opportunity to volunteer all of those things are um you know it bleeds into the mental health the physical the, the connection between the physical health and the mental health is um is uh very very close of course absolutely and the other area you mentioned which is uh i think sometimes understated but i think it's becoming much more of a conversation now and that's supporting the financial well-being so what, what have you got around that because so, that, that's so that so ties into the mental yeah well-being, yes absolutely um i mean i think the thing with financial well-being is it can feel a bit scary and a bit like a black box um so what we're trying to do is get um we have um uh, benefit services that we provide through a company uh, that System One um, pays to provide all of our benefit services in the UK. And um, they've been offering um, just simple financial advice around things like how do you set budgets? What should you be thinking about in terms of your planning for your retirement? What sort of insurance should you have to protect your family if something was to happen to you? I mean, we provide some of those things through the company itself, but also um, things like the budgeting and thinking about what obviously you've got your pension but is that going to be enough is there more that you need to do like what are your plans for the future how are you going to ensure that you're financially covered um thinking about investments what kind of investments options are that open to you um if you've got debt how do you manage your debt just like all of those different topics um so what we do is we run some sessions where we give people advice but then we also um have um people in the office who um, can be um, come and consulted about specific topics or you know it could be over teams or it could be over email so we kind of we we offer a um a guidance service but we also um offer individual support without crossing the line into getting um into kind of tax advice or anything like we don't want to 
we don't want to advise our, our employees on their how to manage their finances, but we just want to give them some tips that are going to help them realise that it's not actually, um, you know, a black box. It's something that you need to think about and you need to plan and you need to get into. Um, and depending on your upbringing and your um, own personal style, um, different people are going to have different um, levels of comfort with financial planning. So, our you know, our intention is to try and just level that up a bit and and help people to um to feel um like it's not something that it's going to weigh on their mind as much um which can help again with their mental well-being yeah makes sense so to change things up a little bit what about the review process um system mm-hmm. on how 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 does that look like and how has that impacted things yeah sure so we offer a um on the one hand, very heavy touch, but on the other hand, very light touch review process. So um, in line with a lot of the recent thinking, rather than doing a kind of big annual review, we do um, a weekly one to one meeting where you're covering, um, you know, the things with your line manager that you're going to talk you're going to need to think about for the week ahead and the week gone, kind of thinking into the future um, reviewing against your kind of objectives and what your projects are. Um, but making sure you're always having that that touch point once a week, um, trying to kind of condense everything into that session so that you're not kind of constantly um, working together throughout the week so that you've got that sense of autonomy. You know what your direction is, you know what you're going to get on with. You have the opportunity to kind of raise decisions and then you get on and you do your work, which gives you the opportunity to really grow. So um, every um, three months or every quarter, that then becomes a longer session. So as well as the um, the regular weekly one-to-one that builds out into a, a review um, where you um, rate yourself out of five in terms of your performance and your behaviour. And then you um, say what you think has worked well and what could have been better about the quarter that's just gone. So basically, we're encouraging um, uh, employees to um, introduce into their lives this constant reflection and thinking about what they're going to improve and how they're going to use that reflection in order to um, improve and progress and feel like they've constantly got this progression going on in their lives, which is a really, really healthy habit to instill and something that can be quite difficult. It's not if you don't practice it, but if you practice it, then you get continuously better at it until it becomes a natural thing. So um, we do that every quarter. Um, The line manager will then give their feedback, say, yes, I do agree with you or or, no, actually, I think you've got it. I I would slightly adjust what you've what you've said about yourself. On the whole, we find that um, there isn't actually that much adjustments needed because people become more and more self-aware the more that they go through because they've got those weekly one to ones as well. There's never any surprise. It's never like, oh, haven't spoken to you properly for a year. Actually, you're doing terribly. You know, there are no surprises because people that because because the line manager and the um, report. They know um, how, how how they're working together. They know uh, what's going well and what's not going well. And then at the half year and the full year, you kind of um, extend it slightly so that you're looking back over a longer period, but nothing um, in, you know incredibly formal. So it's really it's really doing it very regularly, but keeping it light touch is the thing that's really really important. Um, and um, you know we find that when people first start doing it sometimes it can feel quite onerous because they're having a feeling that they have to prepare a lot but then once they get into the rhythm of it and realize the value in that constant reflection and how you can actually keep it light touch because it's better to do a little bit of reflection regularly than it is to do kind of wait for ages and then do a huge big piece um they actually really like it so we introduced this new kind of review process um um probably four or five years ago now and then we built on it and we've um, improved it and along those along that time and we found that people now really love it fantastic makes sense and and what else do you think um 
you're doing at System One, which is really positively affected and contributed to this new culture? Um, we ask for a lot of feedback. So we have a quarterly um, satisfaction survey, which is what we call it. So because we're a company that does surveys, we've done our own survey. Um, but essentially, it's um, a survey asking people how they're feeling. Because as again, all of our all of our work is all around emotions and how you feel about things. So we ask people how they're feeling. Um, we ask them why they're feeling that way. We ask them what's um, working well and what could be better. Um, and then we'll ask um, usually some um, different question every quarter to get a little bit of feedback on a different area of the business. Um, and then even in between that, we'll ask for their feedback on how remote working is going. We'll ask for their feedback on any anything that's impacting um, their working lives with us, really. So by asking that feedback, um, we are you know, hearing what they really um, what really matters to them. Um, they're feeling involved. They're feeling like they have um, the opportunity to actually influence things. Um, we'll go back. We won't obviously be able to offer everybody what they want all of the time, but we will um, look to introduce things that are going to work well for um, the people and the business because those things will ideally go hand in hand. Um, and we'll always go back and explain why we've made decisions. So we'll we'll ask for feedback. Uh, we'll we'll make decisions, um, and we'll go back and we'll explain why we've made those decisions. So I think that's really really important because it means that people feel. Um, like they've got that opportunity to influence um they're able to take control of, of their own lives and be part of those decisions that are going to impact their lives um it helps to contribute to the healthiness and it also helps to contribute to the performance because um everybody um has that opportunity to um to stand up and be heard and be involved in running the business essentially to, to a degree um yeah, so that I think that's another really, really important um, element of um, the way that our culture works. The other thing that we have is we have a shared set of team values and um, behaviours, and the behaviours being particularly important, um, focusing on trust, on on truth, on um, sharing, uh, being being honest, being truthful, but then also discussing issues, um, and. That's really important because it makes it really clear what we expect of each other and it gives us a shared language where we can say, hang on a minute, you're not, that doesn't feel like you're you're working by our values there. Can we talk about that? And rather than it being becoming personal, you can kind of take it back to this is how we have all agreed that we're going to work together. One of them that I really like is assuming good intent, um, but raising issues. And I think that's really important. We encourage everybody to come from the position of assuming good intent um, with an individual and then talking about the issue, um, but assuming that they're coming from a good place, um, which I think, you know, is, is very important um, because otherwise you can, um, you know, assume all sorts of things about the ways that the people are doing things and you can um, yeah, cause lots of problems where it's unnecessary um, to do that. Um, so I think that's, that, you know, the team behaviours that we have really really help and we introduce everybody to those when they join the business we also regularly talk about them we have value awards in our town halls where we recognize the values and those are things like um collaborating um and um uh conviction so um four c's the other one's um customer commitment and creativity so those are our those are our work values for working uh, working together um so i think that's that's also been really important yeah, 100%. And what have you seen in terms of, uh, I suppose, anecdotally or uh, data-wise in terms of how this uh, high-performing and healthy culture has affected your, your, both your retention and, and your attraction as well? 
Yeah, so we've seen our retention really improve over the last few years. Um, that's been a really, a really good shift to see. I mean, we another way that we get feedback is we do a lot of feedback on exit interviews and respond to the uh, things that we're hearing. So um, that's uh, we've really seen our retention improve there. Um, and um, yeah, we've we've um, we've seen we've been able to um, successfully get through COVID um, and um, our business, um, our, our data business is growing um, and uh, we've been able to, to go through quite a transformation um, while um, keeping people at a relatively happy, happy level. So one of the things that was interesting to me was looking at some of the uh, reporting that was going on during COVID, um, the generally the happiness of employees was going down whereas ours was staying stable and, if anything, going slightly up. Um, and I think, you know, that's another measure which um, helps to um, uh, demonstrate the importance of the things that we've done culturally. Yeah, it makes sense. And I, I think it, I think there'll be plenty of businesses who'd be really interested in what they can do and what advice you'd have um, for how they could go on a similar journey. What, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important to um, to always align your talent strategy with the strategy of the business and think about what is it that you're trying to achieve as a business and how can that um, align with the interests of your employees. So you've got kind of this symbiosis of um, you're doing everything that you're doing is going to be good for the business and good for the employees. So by thinking about how we needed to be a high performance business to achieve the goals that we needed to achieve and um, that we wanted to work with, we wanted people in the business who were also interested in high performance. Um, and then how do we provide that support so that we can have that high performance, that healthy performance? Um, and um, and then think about, you know, what are the things that, um, that you need to do to, to encourage that um, as, a, as a culture? while um, making sure that you keep that level of responsibility with the individuals themselves um, while providing the tools and support that you need um, and really um, upskilling and tooling the managers to be able to provide that support as well because ultimately they're the ones who are going to be interacting on a daily basis um, with all of their reports um, so I think that's really important as well. Amazing advice thank you so much Emma. I'm sure people will want to pick your brain about this if anybody wants to reach out to you after the podcast what's the best way for them to do so um they can um find me on linkedin um they can send me an email um they can um yeah any anything really <laughs> there's so many different ways to contact people these days so oh, yes. um yeah pick me up amazing people thank you so much emma really appreciate you being a part of talent and growth thanks paul it's been great